You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM, PJ Glasser alongside Jim Rodriguez. J-Rod, that was an awesome last hour, man. Three great guests, Reed Wallach, Jason Scott, the coach, James Young. And uh, by the way, he was on the BuyThePhoenix.com guest line. Phoenix is a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit BuyThePhoenix.com to learn more. If you weren't awake, J-Rod, you are now after hearing the coach and all that energy. Oh, you're muted. Muted, J-Rod. Some have with his mic as he tries to get that sorted out. Great insight from the coach there as uh, we talk some NBA with him, talk some college hoops with him. Great college hoops slate tonight. Top 25 matchup. You have Creighton and Providence. Your alma mater, J-Rod, that I'm learning, the Creighton Blue Jays against Providence. Listen, you can inject coach into my veins any day. I mean, talk about a guy that you can run through a wall for. I mean, it's such a such a hackneyed expression, but I love it. Yeah, we're, we're fired up, especially for the good folks out on the West Coast, man. That'll get you going. And, yeah, the Creighton Blue Jays, my alma mater, and, yes, the Harvard of the Midwest. Imagine an L.A. kid moving to Omaha, Nebraska. I tell you, it was a great, great place to go to school. Great place to go to school. A lot of fun, a lot of good stories, and a lot of good sports. And, you know, the the basketball team started to develop when I was there. I mean, b- before then, the, the best player they ever had was Benoit Benjamin, which is you don't want to exactly hang your hat on that. But Kyle Corver was a big Creighton yep. guy, you know, so – I, I, he just got a gig, by the way, as an assistant GM or an advisor to a GM. So, so you know, it's that Creighton education. And tonight at Providence, I don't know. It's 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 one of those you hate to root for your school, but but PJ, what do you think, man? Creighton laying one and a half on the road against a team that literally doesn't lose at home. No, Providence is thirteen and zero at home this season, and they're underdogs, J Rod. And I think that's telling you a lot. I like Creighton. I'm with Coach. Uh, Coach said Creighton is a team to watch. I think they have the potential to be. When you look at last year, Kansas, when they made their run to the national championship, outside of North Carolina, the game that gave them the most trouble was Creighton. And they didn't have their big man, Ryan Kalkbrenner, in that game, who's a seven-footer. So you have Kalkbrenner, you have Trey Alexander, you have Arthur Kaluma, you have the point guard, Nemhard. They bring in this kid from South Dakota State, Baylor Shireman. They have five guys. Four of them can spread the floor, shoot threes. They're great shooters, pretty good defensively. Problem with Creighton, they don't have much depth, J-Rod, and I think that's where they could get into trouble. It's going to be a great game, though, tonight. Awesome atmosphere in Providence. That's turning into one of the best home court advantages in the Big East. And uh, they, they just don't lose at home. They really don't. So it's going to be a tough game because Creighton is favored. A lot of the times you bet numbers and not teams, and I think this is one of those spots. So I like Creighton. I also think this could be an under game in this one, J-Rod. I think it's pretty telling 
that the total in this game is 140 and a half. And you're looking at two teams that average like mid to high 70s. Creighton scores 76 points a game. Providence scores 78 points a game. Yet this total is 140 and a half. These teams played exactly a month ago on January 14th. Creighton won that game 73 to 67, which is 140 points right on the dot. So so they're seeing a similar type game right around there, like a 72-71 type game, 70 to 69. So I kind of like the under, but I, I like Creighton as well. I think they get the win tonight. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough for me to bet against the school. So I like I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the total and I'm gonna bet on scoring because you hate to be the guy that bets for nothing to happen so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that game earlier in Omaha was an anomaly I think we're gonna see points I think we're gonna sweat it but yeah I mean it, listen Creighton's won 11 of their last 13 you talked about a Providence 13 and 0 uh, at home this year you know seven and four uh, against uh, uh, they've won seven and four when, when they're underdogs uh, against the number, and they're eight and four as a home dog. So they find a ways to win. Ed Cooley, year after year, what he does over there in Providence, I think it's probably going to be the game of the night. Agreed, and it's uh, it's the only top twenty-five matchup we have tonight, so that should be a great game. Another game w- with an interesting spread is this NC State Syracuse game. Anytime you get a game, J-Rob, where you have an unranked team who is favored against a ranked team, it kind of always makes you second double take it a little bit that's one of those games cuse they're small favorites minus 115 on the money line nc state is minus 105 you can take syracuse minus one and a half at plus 100 this is a tough game though i kind of like syracuse i think it's a bad matchup for nc state they only shoot 35 percent from three-point range and as you know when you play against that two three zone you're going to get a lot of opportunities to shoot the deep ball so i worry about that for nc state they have two really good guards in Jarkel Joyner and Terquavion Smith. Smith is an NBA-type guy, but they're very streaky shooters. So the spread is telling you to take Syracuse, and I think the matchup is telling you to take Syracuse as well. They've also been a good team against the number recently, 7-2-1 and one against the spread in their last 10 games. So all these trends and everything is kind of taking me towards the side of the Cuse, so I'm going to ride with them. Yeah, and then from the human side of it, which always, you know, we tend to forget that when, when we're making wagers is, remember, these, these are kids. You know, these, these are college kids. This is, this is going to be the Wolfpack's third straight road game. So you got to wonder how much the travel, how much, you know, the distractions of being away from home, being away from campus, you know, being, you know, having to do their homework and having to do their studies on the road. How much is that going to impact them? And against an Orange team that, you know, they are squarely, they need to win this game. They, they need this more than NC State needs this. So I like I like Syracuse winning this game outright. Uh, I like them laying the points. So I think it's a Syracuse win. And, you know, Jim Boeheim always finds a way. Always finds a way. Syracuse needs it. They, they need a win in the worst way. Seems, seems like they're always hanging around the bubble this time of the year. And then we got a couple of good Big 12 matchups tonight. A couple of spreads that are one and a half. Kansas, number five Kansas. They're on the road tonight taking on Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, 11-2 straight up, 9-4 against the spread at home this season. We were talking with Reed Wallach about this game, and he brought up 
Kansas only beat Oklahoma State by two back in Lawrence. This was the Big 12 opener. So Oklahoma State knows that they can play the Jayhawks tough. They're really good at home. I kind of like Oklahoma State in this game as well. Their defense, I think they're going to suffocate Kansas a little bit. I think this is another good game to take the under 140 and a half. I know you kind of like J-Rod a little bit. Uh, you like Kansas a little bit long-term. I worry about the Jayhawks. Jalen Wilson's going to be first-team All-America. He's been fantastic. Outside of him, though, especially when they're away from home, Kansas, they struggle to score, and they really don't have a second guy that they can count on. Their defense isn't very good. They're not very tall. They don't have much depth. So that's a team I would fade long-term, and I would fade them tonight. I like Oklahoma State on the money line, plus 115. Yeah, you know, Kansas actually got held to under 70 points in that game against Oklahoma State. They only scored 69 points. I think this is where you get the coaching comes into it. I think there has to be some adjustments. I think Oklahoma State uh, it has that elite defense, but I think Kansas will figure them out. Uh, the under I like a lot as well. I think Kansas finds a way to win this game. I, I would I would go with the upset in this game, and and I, and I would take Kansas winning this game, especially if you're giving me. You know, I know they're they're uh, they're laying one and a half on the road. I think Kansas has the pedigree. Bill Self is a good coach. I will take Kansas laying the, laying the point and a half. We got the Kansas schools versus the Oklahoma schools tonight, J-Rod. Kansas State is at Oklahoma. They're in Norman. And again, same spread, one and a half, short road favorite. K-State is minus 115 on the money line. Oklahoma is minus 105. You know, Kansas State's been a great story this year. Jerome Tang, first-year head coach, longtime assistant at Baylor. They have the best Transfer pickup in the nation. Keontae Johnson's been fantastic for them. Marquise Noel's a really good guard that they have. It's a tough game, though. Oklahoma's been a funny team. They blew out Alabama, which came out of nowhere. They shot the lights out of the ball. They looked fantastic in that game. But in Big 12 play, especially at home, they have not been good this season. It's a stay-away game for me. If I had a lean, I'd probably take Kansas State. But I, I got no thoughts on this game. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got two teams that are both struggling. You know, Oklahoma, they've lost four in a row. They've lost eight of their last ten. They seem to be a rudderless ship. Kansas State, they're 19-6, and six, but they've lost three of their last four. It's a road game for K-State. You know, K-State is 12th in the country, laying one and a half. I would get, tend to go with the over in this game. 141 and a half, last I saw. One forty and a half, even better. I would take the over. I think they're going to be some points. I think you got two teams trying to find each other. I don't know where that defense is. I like Kansas State if I had to take a side, but I'm going to I'm going to go with the with the points of over one forty and a half. All right, going with that. Nice. Then one more game I want to get your thoughts on: uh, Missouri and Auburn. This is a big game tonight in the SEC. Both these teams are kind of hovering around like the eight-nine uh, game in in the NCAA tournament. They're about eight seeds, nine seeds. Auburn's been so good at home. They're really struggling though, J. Rod. They've lost five of their last six games, and they're playing a Missouri team that's coming off that big upset against the Tennessee Volunteers in Knoxville. Feels down a. Feels like a possible letdown spot for Mizzou after that Tennessee win. So I kind of lean Auburn minus six and a half in this game, and I like the under as well. Yeah, I, you know, letdown games, I think, especially in college sports, are huge because when, when you have a team, shock a team, and then have to go on the road 
after a big win like that, you just got to wonder, you know, again, this is where the coaching has to come into it to keep these guys, keep their feet on the ground, keep them centered. I, again, I, I think Auburn, I like Auburn. I'll tell you what, we'll split the difference. Auburn wins, Auburn doesn't cover. How's that? There you go. That works for me. I like it. Uh, we've had yeah, some we, big football here, you know? That's right. That's right. We've had some big football news here on the show so far. J-Rod, Shane Steichen was announced the head coach of the Colts. And then we had Todd Munkin, who was announced the OC for the Baltimore Ravens. So going back to just the Ravens OC hire with Munkin, look, I mean, all I want is that this is the guy for, for Lamar, and I hope, uh, I hope he resigns because of it. Do you think it's that simple, J-Rod? Do you think that, let's say, this is the OC that Lamar wanted? Do you think if he has his guy, that's enough for him to re-sign with the Ravens? Or do you think at the end of the day, this is still all going to be about the money and getting the price that he wants? Listen, they, and, and I don't mean any disrespect. They could bring his, his, they could bring his whole family, his best friends. They can do it. At the end of the day, Show me the money. Now, granted, obviously, you need to run an offense that is catered toward Lamar's skills. But I think if, if Lamar is getting the proper sort of management and proper advice from his non-football people, you know, listen, at the end of the day, without sounding like a caveman, running quarterbacks have a certain shelf life, you know. And now that he has been hurt, I think maybe seeing a guy like a Todd Munkin who had success in college, who, you know, with those national championships, with an offense that scored a lot of points, maybe it's a way to convince him. It's, you know, it's the old, it's the old way when Pat Riley, you know, would, would, would uh, go to recruit a player, he, he would put his championship rings on the table. I think that's what Todd brings. He brings a little bit of cachet. Yeah, I know it's in college, but I think for Lamar, a guy who's trying to get paid, trying to win, and even trying to validate the fact that, that for some pe people don't feel like he didn't deserve winning an MVP, which is ridiculous. But I think he's got a lot to prove. He needs to get paid. He needs to get respected. So I don't think it's so much the coordinator as much as him getting the money and then he will adapt. And I think that being hurt, I think, brings you back down to earth a little bit about the reality of your skills. And I think for, for John Harbaugh, I think he, he wants a guy that he can count on that could, that could score points and you're not, and you're not having to win games, you know, 13 to nine every week, you know, the Ravens had a stretch uh, during the season where they, they scored, I think nine, 12, and 13 and, and, and seven points, and we ended up winning two of those four games. That's a lot on that defense. Just unders galore, unders, unders, and more unders. You know, J-Rod, it's also tough, too, to really know, like, how great of an OC that Munkin is because when you're at Georgia, you have the best players, right? He had unbelievable tight ends, Darnell Washington, Brock Bowers. He had great running backs. Stetson Bennett was, was a really good college quarterback. He's got NFL wide receivers, good O-line. Brian Dable, I remember, he was the offensive coordinator when he was at Alabama for a little bit. And I was like, this Dable guy is not, not a very good coach. Like, I don't see what all – sure enough, goes to Buffalo, turns Josh Allen into what he is, and now we see he won coach of the year, right, with the Giants in year one. So sometimes it's tough when these guys are in such great programs, they have such good players, to know how good of coaches they truly are. So I'm going to give Munkin the benefit of the doubt, hopefully – he can, uh, he can be a good OC and help the Ravens score some points this upcoming season. And there are tools there. There are tools in Boulder. 
That is true. Yes, there are. Yes, there are. Final segment of the show coming up, J-Rod. It's lightning bets time. Whole crew here on BetQL Daily is going to get involved. PJ Glasser, Jim Rodriguez, we'll be right back wrapping up the show. Let's go. Let's go. Light them up. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.